Hello, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the KRFY Morning Show. This is Julie Kalamine, one of the Morning Show hosts, and I'm joined by the other Julie. Hi, Julie Perchinski. Hello, Julie Kalamine. Thank you. So good to see you today. Well, normally, you and I are together on the first Tuesday of the month recording our Garden Life yes, show. Yes, which that's we, true. Which we have so much fun with. But today is a little bit different. Folks are going out of town. We're pre-recording things, and we've we've just got to work together to get them done. So you're here today joining me for a, a very special interview. And I can tell you that it's special because we are talking about the Special Olympics. It's really great. Our guest this morning is John Beck. And John, you are the representative and volunteer coordinator for Special Olympics in Bonners Ferry. That is correct. Yes. yes. Hap- happy to have you here. Yeah. Thanks, Julie. Yeah. So excited about this. I love the Special Olympics. So I guess we'll begin with John just telling, giving us a little bit of your background. How did you get involved? Well, I, uh, I'm a retired physical education teacher. I taught up in Bonners Ferry for 25 years. I taught in Arizona for seven years before that. And um, I... First had my, I guess my first experience with Special Olympics was when I was teaching in Arizona, and I had a special education teacher come up to me and say, "John, you're a coach, you're a teacher, you know a lot of the kids. Would you like to uh, help us out and coach our our school's Special Olympic team?" So this was a small little group of kids. They were they were boys and girls that I was teaching at the, at the elementary school, or excuse me, at the junior high. And uh, I had the opportunity to coach them. And that's what I did. So I did that for a couple of years. And then I moved to Idaho 32 years ago. And I uh, did not coach Special Olympics right away. It was only like the last seven years that I've been coaching Special Olympics. But I taught... Uh, I taught at a junior high and a high school and a middle school and an elementary school. And uh, I, I met all these, these, my students that were, some of them were of special needs. So I got to see them during the PE classes. But then when I retired from teaching, uh, I knew the uh, coordinator at the time, uh, or actually a big volunteer was the, uh, the police chief up there, his name is Dave Kramer in Bonners Ferry, and he knew that I retired and that I coached a lot. He said, well, gee, now you're retired. What are you going to do for the rest of your life? They grab you quickly. Yes, they do. People who need volunteers, yes, you can he, barely stop working and you're starting to volunteer. I think he was ripe on the vine. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's exactly what happened. I was ripe on the vine and they grabbed me and I've been part of the program How now. great. How great for them. That's yeah. right. Yeah. John, I, first of all, full disclosure, I know John. I didn't just find him in the phone book. And I know him because he's a mountain host up at Schweitzer. And I have several friends uh, that are mountain hosts. And I met him through a, a mutual friend, Gary. But um, what's interesting, I something that I think is interesting is that John is very gregarious. He's a great, just a great mountain host and so outgoing and friendly. And um I've enjoyed knowing you and your wife, Doreen. But I have to interrupt and say something that you said to me when we were talking about having this interview or ask something. And you said, Julie, there's a common misunderstanding about who are Special Olympians. Why don't you talk to us about that? Well, so Special Olympics is for individuals that have a cognitive or intellectual disability. And there are big 
misunderstandings as to who those, how do those people get identified? Who are those people? And uh, and there's another group. There there's there's what they call the Paralympics, and Paralympics are individuals that have physical disabilities, like they might be blind in one eye, or they could have a, a, they could be an amputee, mm-hmm. and uh, so there are totally different. Uh, groups of people, populations of people that participate in, in these programs. And like I said, uh, people of special needs with a cognitive uh, disability are, are in Special Olympics. And uh, so, I, you know, the first people that I came across were my students in special education classes. But I don't just, te- I don't, I don't just coach these individuals. They're not, they're not students. They're, they're not all young people. I have an age group where the youngest you can be for Special Olympics is 11 years old. Now, I, don't ha- I only have eight athletes on my team, and I call them athletes also because they're participating mm-hmm. in physical activity. Mm-hmm. But I have a couple of athletes. One is 80 years old. Another is 70 years <laughs> old. Uh, two of my former students are, I'm, I'm, who I taught in PE are on the team. One is 41 years old. And another one who I taught right before I retired from teaching, he's 21 years old. So we have a wide range of age groups. And I have had uh, younger athletes on the team that were like 11, 12, 13 years old, but they're no longer with the program at this time. So let's take a step back and give us the history of Special Olympics. How did it start? What was the mission, the vision? Well, I, I don't know a lot about the history, but I know that it originated about 50 years ago, and I believe it was uh, Eunice uh, Shriver Kennedy. Mm-hmm. She, I believe, started the program. And from what I understand now, you know, she's, she's passed away. Uh, her son, I think, is one of the driving yes. forces right now, uh, nationally and internationally. Because mm-hmm. we do have an international Special Olympics program, we have a national program, and all states have programs also. I think that she was motivated to start it because she had a disabled sister. She had a, a sister of special needs. Right. That's correct. Right. That's correct. So what a great life's work for her and her family. Right. And John, I just heard you what I think might have been making a little correction in how we're uh, describing people of special needs because Julie said disabled and you said special needs. Is there a, a particular, uh, I mean, are, we want to we be addressing these folks with the right yeah, words. Yeah, I, I, think, I think special needs is, is, the, the is, the, is, is the term that we like to use and, and that they have a cognitive uh, disability. Yes, right, special needs. Okay, we've got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, so you've told us something about who competes in Special Olympics, but is there more that we can learn? We understand that they're cognitive de- disabled. They can be of many age groups, but... I would be interested in knowing what sort of sports they participate in. Is it every possible sport or not necessarily? It's almost any sport that, that we can get them to, to enjoy being physically active. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I, we just, our team up in Bonners Ferry for the first time competed in bocce ball. So we had a bocce ball oh. opportunity for them to learn the sport and to compete in that sport. So we did that uh, towards the end of the summer in August, and then we had a competition down in Coeur d'Alene in, in September. And uh, six of my eight athletes went and competed in that. It was a lot of fun. 
And uh, it was a northern regional tournament. So that included uh, teams from Moscow, the Silver Valley area, which is like uh, Kellogg, Wallace, those areas. Uh, Sandpoint had, had their team there. I was there with our team from Bonners Ferry. Uh, Priest River has a team. So uh, it was just a great opportunity to have uh, all these athletes come together and to try something. And for us in Bonners Ferry, it was the first time we'd ever done bocce ball before. So it was a lot of fun. I bet. I need to point out or mention to listeners that we did invite the Sandpoint volunteer representative, whose name is Kelly, but she wasn't free for this interview. Yeah. And, and I did get to talk to Kelly uh, last night on the phone uh, before the interview. So oh, we, we had a nice talk and we're, we're trying to touch base a little bit to do see if we can do a few little cooperative opportunities between our two programs because we're the closest and in geography, you know, they're not that, that far away from Bonners Ferry. What What is your team practicing now? Are you going to the spring and summer games? We're getting ready for the winter games. The winter games. Mm. Uh, which the winter games will take place at, in the Silver Valley area in uh, March 18th. Okay. Is the winter games. Okay. And our team is, uh, I only have, I have eight, I have eight athletes, but four of them are competing in the winter games. And uh, all four of them are doing snowshoe racing. So they're going to put snowshoes on, and they're going to race and do the 50-yard dash and the 100-yard dash. It's crazy. I've seen them do that, and they just go tearing down the, the course. It's great. Right. It's but very active. There are other, uh, other uh, events that are in a different discipline. They have cross, cross-country ski racing, and they also have downhill uh, like slalom course. Mm-hmm. And I think Silver Mountain is going to be the venue for the downhill uh, uh, slalom racing. And we're going to use a community park for the, uh, in the Silver Valley, like I believe in the Kellogg community. They have a park that we're going to use that I hope the snow remains so that we can compete and do the snowshoe racing and the cross-country ski racing. Great. That's cool. John, uh, do the same athletes who you're working with in the winter compete in summer sports? They, they do. Uh, uh, the, the Summer Olympics for, for the North Idaho area is, uh, is going to be at, in the end of May. Now, you know, I, I don't know exactly how they pick these times. I know it's, it's all a matter of where can they get a venue to have these events so there's always a crunch as to what, t- what the time schedule mm-hmm. is going to be. Uh, I, in particular, I'm, I'm not real happy with that time schedule because it's hard. You know, we're still having winter, and our winters are long. Our springs are long. It's not really summer, but, you know, but that's the time that we have. I, at this time, I don't think I have anybody competing in the summer because uh, uh, some of them are elderly, and they're not, it's not like they want to get out there and race and do sprinting. Or, or, you know, none of them have, are playing basketball at this time. But we do have a, uh, uh, our fall events included bocce ball and bowling is a very popular oh. event. All the members of our, my team have done bocce ball and they've done bowling. They're not like high impact, you know, there's not a lot of high energy, but they're out there still competing. Yes, and I actually have to interject for a moment. I understand you have a special friend in 
Bonner's Ferry who helps with those uh, bowling practices. AJ? Yeah, AJ up at AJ's Lanes. Al, oh, nice. Al, Alan Jefferson is is what AJ stands for, but he owns the bowling alley in Bonner's Ferry, and he's a wonderful guy. He loves supporting our Special Olympic team and giving us an opportunity to bowl, which we start bowling next week. Bowling practice is next week on Friday, and we're doing snowshoe practice at the same time. So we're we're both both Olympics are crossing over a little bit here. I think well, after you say that, John, give us your phone, contact number and contact information right now for people who are thinking, oh, they're going to start bowling. I want to sign up. Yeah, so uh, you can... Uh, my my phone number is uh, is that what you want my yes. phone number nine eight six two zero five twelve forty four is my phone number and you can call me if you're interested in Special Olympics in Bonners Ferry area and uh, I'd be glad to help you out. That's great. And if they wanted to uh, reach out to the Sandpoint representative Kelly, can they find her online? Would you just go Special Olympics Idaho or something? Uh, you know what I I not sure. I, 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 I'm not sure. Yeah. I know Kelly's available right here in, in, in Sandpoint. That's right. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm certain that she can be found through that website now that I think about it because I remember I used it to find Opie, your... Uh, right, down like, at the state office. Yes, your state representative, your state person. So I'm sure you could go that way too, listeners. Just go online and they'll the, the, the prompts will get you to those guys' phone numbers. All right. Have you ever sent any of your athletes to the international games? Are you familiar with that? I, I am familiar with it, but no, I haven't. Uh-huh. See, uh, to qualify for the uh, for the International Olympics, uh, you your athletes have to do well enough at the state level. So, say in, in Idaho, we have four regions, north, south, east, and west, and we don't all compete at the same time. But they take those regional uh, scores mm-hmm. or times in, 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 in the events that they're in, and they compare them to others. And then they take the one that has the best, the best overall time and send them to the international event or the national event. And then if they do well right. at the national event, then they go to the, to the international all right. So you are just competing regionally? You don't have state games where everybody if, does if, get together? If our team does well enough at at the regional level, then we will get invited to go to the state oh. level. Yeah. All right. And then from state, national, and then from national to international. Correct. That's One would be very busy if you had an internationally capable Special yes. Olympian. Yes. Yeah, I did take a moment to look it up before the interview, and the uh, international this year is in uh, Berlin, Germany. I oh, international. man. Yeah. Uh, who pays for the trips? Do the Olympians have to get there by themselves? Uh, we do. Our, our program, you know, statewide, we do fundraising, you know, so that we can raise money for for the state programs, for the local programs, so that they can have funds available so that they can compete statewide, nationally, and internationally. That might be the way to go is give us an example of some of the events that are going on statewide fundraising events that are happening uh, one is a very popular one that I believe uh, Sandpoint had around uh, January 1st I think it's called the, the polar plunge yes in Bonners Ferry we do it's called the penguin plunge <laughs> and we're gonna have our penguin plunge I believe uh, the first couple of weeks in April I don't know the exact date yet but I think it's going to be in April 
where we they ask people to uh, jump in the Kootenai River uh, and they go out and they get people to sponsor them okay. for jumping in the river. Okay. In April. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, still early it's, it's gonna a little be chilly the river's gonna be cold that river's cold all the time because it comes out of the dam so it'll be yes, particularly yes. It, it won't be it'll be cold we'll just say that plenty cold so john if an athlete proposed a sport that wasn't in the special olympics would they be able to add it how how would that work or does it ever happen that way uh, that's a good question i don't think it happens that way from my point of view, if an athlete came to me up in Bonners Ferry, I would try to give them an opportunity to get out and try it anyway, even if it's not offered through Special Olympics. I mean, why not give them, you know, let them have their fun? You yeah, know? whatever sport they like. If they like to they get out there pursue. and do it, let's go do it. Great. Well, this is as though I, I open walked right into the next question by you, John Beck, because as we were talking about the many sports that, uh, folks can participate in i started thinking about pickleball julie how do, how is it that i can wind pickleball into almost every weekly program but it's i've done un- it again uncanny i know here's and i this is i hope this doesn't come off as uh like either a, a, a unpolitically correct comment but i'm going to say that playing pickleball often makes me feel a little bit <laughs> <laughs> cognitively disabled because the scoring can be just crazy. It, it <laughs> so, is a little confusing for yes, beginners to learn how to do that sure scoring. Is. I know tennis is a special Olympic sport. Tennis, tennis and basketball. Okay. And okay. I bet you pickleball's on the back burner. I wonder. Wouldn't that be fun? Although the scoring is already challenging, so yeah, it would yeah. take some time for anybody to get it figured out. Well, maybe I'll surprise you, Julie, when the next time we get together for pickleball, maybe I'll bring one of my athletes and that- we'll get wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, Try it out. I, I would love I that. Maybe, that would be fun. Maybe tonight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for it. Yeah. Uh, back fun. to the fundraising. Um, I know law enforcement is really involved with Special Olympic fundraising. Law enforcement does a big job. All, all law enforcement agencies do. They, uh, the, 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 police, the local police departments, the sheriff's departments, the county sheriffs, the state troopers, uh, there's a program called the uh, the Torch Run, and they uh, they 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 carry the torch, the Special Olympic torch, from com- community to community, and they get fundraising that way. But they also have a program called I think it's called Tip a Cop Day, where they uh, identify a certain restaurant near community, and all the police officers and the, and the sheriff's members they 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 go to that restaurant and act as waiters, and then all the tips that they get. Go, go to the local uh, Special Olympics program. That is cool. That sounds fun. Very imaginative. Yeah, I believe, I, and I think firefighters do it also, I believe. That's great. That is great. That is a real treat for the the athletes. And the, uh, that population just loves law enforcement. And they're just so, um, they're, they're, they've got their back. Yeah, they Very do. important they do. to them. They are. And you know, if I could, if I could interject, there is there is one other fundraiser that is statewide, and it's put on from our from our state office down in Boise, and they uh, raffle off uh, 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 a Toyota pickup truck every year. They have a, uh, uh, I guess there's a couple of uh, car dealerships down there that, that donates a Toyota, a brand wow. new one, and uh, the tickets are. Uh, it was already given away about a month ago. Uh, so you'll have to wait until uh, this uh, summer and fall to buy your ticket for next year. Okay, that'll be about the time when I'm ready for a brand new pickup, <laughs> Julie. I'm going to have to get the 
get the ticket. I think so, Julie. I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> what about cornhole? I saw that on our outline. Uh, I, sure. I, I don't know as a new sport for for well, Special Olympians or as a fundraiser. Or? I'm not sure which. So maybe it's maybe this was just could have been a not, fundraiser. Maybe yes, yes. Yeah. So, but I would think cornhole Corn, would be a fun. Cornhole would be fun. It's kind of like uh, you know similar to the same movement that they're going through with uh, bowling yes. or with bocce ball. Sure, that's right. Actually, all three are yeah. have sort of a similar uh-huh. motion. That's so true. Well, John, you've given us phone numbers for uh, folks that might want to become involved as participants in Special Olympics. And is that really all they need to do? I think the best thing they could do is uh, is to go online to specialolympicsidaho.org. And uh, if, if, if there is someone listening right now and they have a... Uh, if they're a, a, a parent or a guardian of, a, of an individual of special needs and that, and that they know that they would like to be involved you know, physically, they like to get out and play. If they're like big kids like me and they want to play, then I think they should go to the website and try to sign up. Uh, they could get in touch with me locally like in Bonners Ferry or at Sandpoint, but you know, go to the local website, the state website, and you can sign up right there online. Oh, good. Yeah. And they'll learn a little bit about the organization and, yeah, uh, and it, yeah get going. But, but also, if there's anyone out there that wants to be a volunteer, we, 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 we need more and more volunteers to get out there and help, not just uh, for the, the entire length of the program. Like, I've been volunteering for seven years, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty involved because I'm pretty passionate about it. But we also need people to... Uh, to volunteer, even if it's just for one single event, mm-hmm. to work at an event, to work at a regional event, uh, they can go to the website and, and they can scroll through the, you know, they got to navigate through the website, but they can find out what when these events are and they can volunteer for an individual event also to be there to help us. Yeah, that's kind of how KRFY works too. Mm-hmm. We need more bodies for bigger events and then right. we sort of go along with a, a core of great volunteers, but then sometimes we really need more people. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's right. Hey, I wanted to ask you, John, um, when coaching your athletes, I have to think that's sort of a one-on-one. I, do you ever have all eight together working on anything? I do, but I, but I have other volunteers that are there to help me. My official title is local program coordinator, but there's a big slash in there where I'm also, I like to coach because that's what I did for my career. I coached, I coached athletes. I like being around people that are moving. I like, I like competition and whatever I can do to help coach these people, I will. But I'm thankful in a way that I have a small team so that I wear a couple of different hats there. But I also have three other volunteers that help me with the coaching of the athletes that I have on my team. And they're very valuable to have them. Right. I bet you need to have a, a special personality and a special attitude to be a good coach for these folks. It must be a little longer term learning curve and all that. Yeah. Uh, patience is a big word, but caring is another big word. You know, you're, you're, you're giving up, you're, you're a volunteer. So I see a, uh, the, the, you know, these Special Olympic athletes as people that they need every opportunity to participate and to be physically active and to compete as as non-people uh, of special needs. 
So. And is there are you involved in any of the unified sports? Is that still happening? Actually, I talked to Kelly Bolt last night about the possibility of uh, collaborating on unified sports, and I would like to start a unified basketball team. Now, unified means that you have athletes of special needs competing with athletes that are not of special needs. They don't have a cognitive disability. So you guys could be on, on, on a unified team. Partner up. Partner up. Oh, fun. And, and, I didn't, and, and bas- no. basketball is a common Perfect. one. Mm-hmm. But you can, do it, you can do it in snowshoe racing, too. They have a relay that's a, a unified relay for snowshoe racing where oh. you have special needs and non-special need athletes. My a little light bulb just went on in Julie's head again. I see unified pickleball. <laughs> I I see it too, Julie. Oh boy, here we go. We'll have to talk afterwards. Yes, we will. All right. I was in a, a race with my friend Robert Edwards, a unified cross country race, and it was really fun. It was neat to bring in, especially for the athletes, the special athletes, to bring in their siblings or friends and let them compete together because that really opened up a whole new experience for them. Right. And I would think it would be nice to have a friend or family member helping you as you're working your way through athletic participation in a sport. I mean, everyone gets nervous when it's competition. Yeah. And uh, one area where unified sports is really uh, very popular is when you have younger athletes in the middle school and high school age. So now they're being exposed in, a, in more of a competitive setting with, uh, with, with their classmates. Yes. And uh, it's, it's really popular at schools. That's great. You can see it would benefit both sides. Yes. 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 Right. We all benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's got to be something you feel pretty good about after you've spent a day with somebody who really enjoyed their athletic event and their learning and they're having fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, the athletes that I have, they get very animated. I mean, they're they're very happy people. They love being out there, just sharing their experience with anyone that wants to be by their side and help them. Yeah, I know. I know you talked about the snowshoeing competition, but you have some things going on up at Schweitzer. Or uh, did well? No, I do. Uh, you know, to to kick off our Winter Olympics, which our Winter Olympic event is, Mar- I think I mentioned, is March eighteenth. I'm going to take my team up to Schweitzer and take them tubing. Oh. <laughs> now, I, I don't have, like I said, my team, I've got some, real, some older athletes. That they're, they're not into skiing or snowboarding, but, uh, and they used to do, some of them used to do snowshoeing, but I thought it would be neat to take them up to Schweitzer, expose them to the Schweitzer, you know, village, the, the whole mountain experience up there, but take them to a, 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 a snowshoeing event, or not? Excuse me, not snowshoeing, but a tubing, tubing, a tubing event. Yes. And you did something really nice to make it possible for them. You reached out to the mountain hosts. Tell us about that. I work with a great bunch of people. There's about forty mountain hosts, and um, I sent out a blast email to the whole team, and I asked if any of them could. Uh, we get these uh, coupons where we can share the mountain with others. And uh, there was a coupon on there that said uh, a free uh, tubing experience. So I asked if any of them would want to donate their coupon to me so I could take my team up there. And uh, I got my whole team is going to be going to 
tubing for free because they were all able to donate their coupons to me. So What a nice group. That's yeah. going to work out great. They are. They are a great group of people up there. Make the mountains so um, uh, easy to easy to get around. That's right. And that's yeah. your another one of your volunteer activities. Mostly, I think that would be considered volunteering, wouldn't you? Mountain hosting. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. yeah, yeah, we volunteer. Yeah. yeah, that's a great that's a great thing that you do. You Thank guys you. are very friendly and helpful. Well, John, I'm wondering, do you have any really interesting stories you might want to share with us about anything great that happened, funny or sad or touching? Well, uh, you know, uh, one, one of my athletes, I've known him since he was 13 years old when he was 41. So I was his PE teacher when he was in uh, junior high. And uh, he's, he's just, uh, they're all wonderful people, but he, he, he likes to be he thinks of himself as my, my right-hand man, like my assistant coach. He likes to get out there and help the other athletes. His name is Michael Bjorker, if I could throw his name out there. And uh, a lot of people know him up in Bonners Ferry, and some people know him down here too in the Sandpoint area. And he's a wonderful individual, as, as they all are. But, uh, but he likes to get out there and, uh, and be, be very helpful. And we had a snowshoe practice on Wednesday and he was holding hands with one of the other team members and getting him to jog along and actually got him to really run in snowshoes. It was, it was, it's really sweet. A, 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 it was very sweet. And uh, it almost brings a tear to my eye thinking about it because they're, they're wonderful, special people. And uh, he was out there working hard to make it a good experience for his teammates. So. Yeah, and it's nice that he feels like he's got a job, that he's your assistant. Yeah, he's, yeah, well, he's been yeah. an athlete. Since he was 13, but, I suppose. And you should see all the medals he I has. I bet. He wears them proudly, That's... and he has them hanging up in his bedroom. And, uh, you know, when you, you ask anyone who's been in Special Olympics for a long time, they have many ribbons and many rebel medals because they are out there That's right. competing, and uh, they do it with a big smile on their face. They, they love it. That's really nice. Now, John, we've talked about ways that folks can participate. They can participate as athletes if they're cognitively disabled. Uh, you need volunteers for the long run and also just for events. And then people, of course, could donate, too, if they wanted to help you all out. Yeah, they can. They, they can donate financially, and they can just donate their time. You know, Either way. Either way. We've got that website they can use. Yes. That's right. Yep. Yes. Well, have we missed anything? Is there more that you'd like to talk about? Uh, I could sit here if you just keep throwing <laughs> the questions at me. But no, I, I, I appreciate uh, you letting me come and uh, be interviewed, and I think it's great. Yeah, and hopefully folks that uh, might have members of their family that would appreciate some athletic entertainment or would like to have their kids or family members get out and learn a sport, this is an opportunity they may not have been thinking about. And the benefits of exercise for everyone. I mean, just getting out there and moving your body right. feels That's good right. for all of us. Right. Yeah, it's That's really right. important. Very important. Yeah. All so, right. So this, we've been speaking with John Beck, who's our local representative for Special Olympics in Bonners Ferry. And uh, his team of eight are in in practice right now for the upcoming competition in March. Yes, the snowshoe competition. And but before that, they'll be tubing down the mountain. And a week after the Winter Olympics, <laughs> we do the bowling event. Oh gosh, March March twenty fifth. 
And that, is that a competition then already? Yeah, yeah. Oh it's my a bowling gosh. competition. So I, we start bowling next week for okay. practice. And then they why. compete March 25th in Coeur d'Alene. In Coeur d'Alene. Uh, okay. uh, I think it's, uh, I don't remember the name, name of the bowling. It's Sun, Sunset yeah, Lanes. Yes, I think it is right. Sunset Lanes. Uh, if our listeners wanted to pr- attend those games and watch, are they? is the public welcome? Public is more than welcome. All right. In fact, they might even be asked to volunteer while they're there. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Right. At least with bowling, they have those automatic scorers. That's right. No more, no more paper and pencil <laughs> yeah. scoring. That is so true. It's that's almost as hard as pickleball scoring. <laughs> yes. Very funny. Well, it's been a pleasure meeting you, John, and good Thank work. You. Thank you so much for Thank being there. You. Thank you, Julie. That's right. And Julie. <laughs> yes, the two Julies. All right, well, John Beck, local representative for the Special Olympics. You're the um, representative volunteer for Special Olympics here in Bonners. I want to thank you for joining us, and I may have just mangled your title, so if you'd like to correct me, you can, or we'll not worry about it. I'm I'm not worried about it. Coordinator (laughs) and volunteer. And uh, for listeners that are tuning in or that tuned in late, you are listening to KRFY. It's community radio for the Idaho Panhandle, and we've just had a great interview learning everything we could ask about the Special Olympics. Thank, thank you, everyone.